Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome today. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're hearing me good. Uh, good to be with you today, and happy Father's Day to all the dads. Let me get this going. Happy Father's Day to all the dads and granddads and single dads. Uh, I'm so um, excited today to, uh, wow, to get this message out. There's a lot that's going to come today, and um, got a real good message for you uh, that I think you're going to enjoy. But wanted to just take a moment to pray with you before we begin today. Father, we thank you that we have an opportunity uh, to gather today, albeit electronically and uh, in our homes once again. But we just pause for a moment and recognize that we can address you as Father. And Lord, uh, we can come to you uh, regardless um, of what our understanding is of our, our, our earthly fathers. Or we look at our own selves, some of us who are dads who are watching and, um, and we wonder about our own uh, ability as fathers. But we're so thankful that we can call upon you as our father so i pray today you would help us to focus on you and to um, be students of your word and uh, to together uh, learn from you we pray in jesus name amen waking up from the longest night fixing my eyes on a new I'm alive. 
to praise you There's no turning back There's no turning back I'm alive to praise you I was made to love you I'm alive to praise you There's no turning back There's no turning Fearless, fearless You call my heart out of the dark Fearless, fearless Finally free And your spirit makes me fearless Fearless You call my heart out of the dark Fearless, fearless Finally free Your spirit makes me I searched the world But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise And treasures that fade Are never enough Then you came along And put me back together Every desire is now satisfied Here in your love Oh, there's nothing Better than you Oh, there's nothing Better than you Oh, there's nothing Nothing is better than you I'm not afraid To show you my weakness My failures and flaws Lord, you've seen them all And you still call me friend Cause the God of the mountain Is the God of the valley there's not a place Your mercy and grace Won't find me again Oh, there's nothing Better than you Oh, there's nothing Better than you Lord, there's nothing Nothing is better than you Oh, there's nothing better than you, Lord, there's nothing better than you, Lord, there's nothing, nothing is better than you. You turn morning to dancing. 
You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. So, Father, we come to you, and we just recognize. Uh, Lord, that um, our abilities only take us so far. Our intelligence only only gets us to one place, uh, and we can't seem to go further. Our our wisdom is a wisdom that fails. Uh, God, our hearts are hearts that battle with uh, with darkness and and despair at times, and ultimately with sin. And um, so, God, we're so thankful that we can come to you. And Lord, uh, you are you are absolutely perfect, God. And you are um, you are holy. You are just. You are all powerful. You are all present. You are all loving. And uh, you are the creator, the sustainer of all things. And above all of that, above all of your attributes. We can call upon you as our Father today. So, Lord, we do that, and we we lift up different needs in our own our own uh, congregation. Uh, first, Lord, I pray for Emmanuel and and Charity and their kids as they prepare to head to the U.S. Uh, for a funeral, and with Emmanuel's sister passing away, God suddenly at such a young age. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would comfort that you would be their peace, you would be their power, God, you would be their protection. And we're so thankful for the great truth of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord for those in Christ. And we thank you that she's with you, Lord. But I pray that as the family grieves, Lord, there would be uh, a grief that is filled with hope and not despair. God, we pray for all of the fathers today. Uh, who are who are watching, listening? Who will watch? Who will listen? Lord, for some it is a very tough day. For some, they remember their own dad. For some, they look at their own shortcomings as a dad. 
Uh, it, it can be a tough day. I pray in the name of Jesus you would strengthen people. I pray you'd give joy. I pray you'd give hope and courage. Uh, Lord, we, we celebrate today. We celebrate because we can, we can emulate the perfect Father. Uh, God, we pray for those we continue to pray as people are, are moving back to work uh, slowly but surely and those who have been constantly in the healthcare uh, sector and serving God and putting themselves at risk. We pray for your protection over people. We continue to pray for a, a vaccine to come. Um, and, and God, we just, we just place our hope in you. You are our Father who is in heaven. And we say, holy is your name, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and your will be done on this earth, God, even as it is in heaven. And give us this day, uh, today, Father's Day 2020, give us today our daily bread. And God, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And, and lead us not into temptation, God, but deliver us from evil. For we say yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be with you again. And uh, happy, happy, happy Father's Day. Uh, I'm so excited about today. Uh, <clears throat> this is kind of, um, kind of a special Father's Day uh, for me. I just turned the big 5-0. Uh, just this past week on Thursday, and uh, so this is a this is a unique and a special one, and a very uh, unique and special year for all of us. Uh, but thank you so much for joining in with us, and uh, those of you who you're you're regulars, you're you're part of our church. You've been hanging in here for three months online. I am just so proud to to be with you today. I'm just picturing your faces as I look into this camera, and I've been able to to visit with you in different ways by phone, by email, by text, by WhatsApp, dropping by your house, video calls all kinds of things and uh, it's been it's been just what a ride we have had here and we move into uh into a major uh well it's really the biggest holiday in quebec i think it's going to be on wednesday la fête nationale and uh wow the pages are turning and uh, so it's great to be with you and i would encourage you to share this feed uh, those of you who are on Facebook right now, you, you can share, start watch parties and the like. I'm going to take these earphones out of my ears so I don't look so strange, okay? Uh, you can start watch parties and, and the like, as uh, many of you do. And also remember, we post this on our website at citypointchurch.ca slash connect slash sermons. You can uh, find that pretty easily on our website. And it's on the Podbean and Apple Podcasts um, uh, forums there and so you can uh, subscribe and whenever I post you can get it right to your your device and uh, listen I've been been doing a lot and um, I want to uh, uh, encourage those of you who are watching for the first time um, maybe you watched our our feed our weekly uh, our daily feed that we're doing where I'm answering people's questions about the Bible and God and Christianity those of you who may be visiting with us for the first time today can you do me a favor and send the key phrase reach the one to 514-900-0130 you see that on your screen and I'm going to send you a little electronic gift that you're going to enjoy very much all I need is your cell 
your email and your name, okay? And I will I'll be pleased to send that to you. Continue to pray for our missionaries uh, in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, Michel and Louis Charbonneau, who you see on the screen there. I was watching their service today that you can find on uh, Église La Forteresse page. You have to put the page in there on Facebook and you can find them. They do an excellent job. Uh, this is a church of about a thousand youth and young adults. They do fantastic work in Port-au-Prince, including ch child sponsorship with so many of the children growing up in poverty. Uh, I have been there and it's just jaw-dropping the work that they do and we're so proud to be able to support them. Pray for Don and Marie-José Mann as they're engaging in leadership training really all around the world. Uh, we pray for them as well, and remember to do that. I keep sending those questions in. As I've said, I've been busy this week trying to handle those. All the questions have been really interesting, really tough so far, but continue to submit them, all right? Uh, you can do that by contacting me directly. You know, throw a comment into the comment section right now. Uh, if you'd like, or you can, you want it more confidential, you can send it to me at our uh, our phone number or through our website. And I'd encourage you, those of you who are watching right now, visit, use the comments section, say hello to one another, make comments, ask questions, put prayer requests, use that to dialogue with one another, even as we are, you know, doing this electronically and continue to do so. I thank you for your consistent giving, and uh, those of you, as many of you, have made the switch to electronics and uh, thank you so much for doing that uh, the bills keep coming um, and they don't they don't seem to change much right and we all know that from our own households and the church is no different uh, right now we are uh, at home so we are saving uh, uh, with not having to rent the facility but at the same time there's an online platform that needs constant support and uh, our missionaries as well. So thank you so much for doing that. Okay, now then we're going to get 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 into the message today, and this is um, uh, from the, the first letter of Peter that we find in the Bible's New Testament, and we call the series "Podcasts from Peter" because Peter uh, writes in a form that if he had a he had access to the gear and the tech that we have in the 21st century, he, he would be on it all the time. He would be podcasting. He would be using electronics. So would Paul. So would all of the writers of the New Testament. They would use this because they could reach anybody around the world at any time from a device that fits in their little pocket. Amazing. And so podcast from Peter, this is a really old letter but a very relevant letter for today. And the message today is called Your Government, Boss, and Spouse. So some of you may be thinking, wow, is, is my spouse, my government, and my boss? What are you getting at here? Well, you'll see in just a few moments, just to refresh your memory, remember that Peter is writing from the city of Rome. We figure that out by reading both of those letters. He kind of codes it as Babylon, but we're pretty sure he's referring to the city of Rome. He's writing in the 60s, not the 1960s, but the 60s, all right, uh, 60 AD-ish. Uh, Nero is the emperor, and Nero is very cruel to Christians. Um, there is persecution that Christians are facing from Nero, but there's also persecution that Christians are facing from religious groups, some religious groups of Jews, not all, would persecute the early followers of Jesus. Uh, 
Sometimes they were Gentiles who were being persecuted. Sometimes they were Jews who who were being persecuted, but they were followers of Jesus, and they're scattered all over um, different provinces that is now modern-day Turkey or the area of Turkey, and you see that on your screen there. Uh, Rome is in the upper left-hand corner and northwest. It's got a little red circle on it. The areas that Peter is writing to the different provinces are there on the east and uh, down south, um, southeast, you see the city of Jerusalem. Okay, so just so you know where where we're at here. And we're, we're trying to go through this chapter by chapter, uh, but we're going to slow things down a little bit because there's so much packed into each chapter of First Peter and Second Peter. Uh, so I want to talk today a little bit to to fatherhood and uh, being a father in the year 2020. Uh, the year 2020, my goodness, uh, I guess we're waiting for the year 2021 to come quick because this has been one crazy year. And I want you to put your sort of fatherhood hat on for a moment, even those of you who are not dads or there's ladies, moms, and kids in the audience. But I want you to think about what it would be like to be a father and single moms too as well. Thank you. Single moms and single dads, thank you. And um, I want you to think about fatherhood in the year 2020. I mean, think about just the last three months and what has gone on. We're dealing with this this worldwide thing, this pandemic. It's there. It's always there. It's in the background. But it's things have changed and changed so quickly just in the last number of weeks. But with this pandemic, there, there are a lot of people who are out of work. There are people who have seen their 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 futures uh, drop like a rock in terms of investments and things like that. There are dads who are out of work. There are a lot of people out of work, dad or not dad, uh, out of work, trying to make ends meet, trying to figure it all out, trying to reinvent themselves and dealing with that anxiety and, and that stress is, is one thing. Um, but then you have, while you're trying to keep your keep yourself safe, keep your loved ones safe uh, from uh, SARS coronavirus two. Um, now we have, uh, because of technology, really, and the the incredible technology that we have, and the rapid change in technology, now we can capture life on cell phones, there's cameras everywhere, stationary cameras, people are walking around with supercomputers in their hands, and now we're able to capture what's going on in life, and it hasn't been good. Uh, If it wasn't for the technology, we would not have seen the death of Ahmaud Arbery or uh, the, 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 the death of George Floyd or uh, the death of um, uh, 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 Rayshard Brooks, um, just the name is escaping me, in, in Atlanta or uh, what happened to the black man in Central Park as the police were called on him <laughs> when he uh, asked that a lady would put her dog on a leash 
and on and on and on it goes. We've seen videos uh, uh, here in Canada of indigenous people being brutalized by police. If it wasn't for the technology, we wouldn't even have seen these things or known about these things. Thank God we have the technology. And of course, we have this enormous rapid change in culture where people are outraged, people are protesting uh, all over the world, uh, certainly in, in the United States, in Canada, but all over the world. And there is this massive cultural shift and outcry and outrage uh, that is that is completely justified. If all these things coagulating together uh, like a ball of yarn and we're dealing with all of these things being in the year 2020 is tough being a father in the year 2020 is tough i want to show you a few pictures um here's the first one uh the sent the guy in the center his name is patrick hutchinson and he's got four friends around him pierre noah jermaine facey chris Odokito, and lee russell these gentlemen uh, are in england and um, live in london and have made the news, in particular, Mr. Hutchinson, in the center. Because last week in the city of London, there was an event that took place. There was a Black Lives Matter uh, protest that was taking place. And at the same time, there were right-wing protesters who were protesting the Black Lives Matter protest and also uh, protesting the idea of these um, statues uh, coming down um, of leaders and so on who had histories of, of racism in their leadership. And uh, there's a photo, a series of photos that have gone worldwide viral uh, because of what happened at that event. We'll put the next one on the screen there. Uh, there was a white man by the name, we know his name now, his name is Bryn Mayle, and he was part of the the uh, right wing, ultra right wing folks who were causing trouble at that at that uh, protest, that Black Lives Matter protest, and um, so there was a clash, and um, this man was uh, left alone after a, a, a clash that took place. And he was being uh, attacked. There were several people around him, and he had he had uh, gotten into the fetal position to protect himself. And uh, Patrick Hutchinson and his and his friends who were attending the rally saw this. Did not know who the man was at the time, and uh, Mr. Hutchinson went and and picked him up and threw him over his shoulder. Uh, to save his life and his other friends formed a little circle kind of cordoning off while the man was still being punched uh, while Mr. Hutchinson was throw, had thrown this man over his shoulder. And he didn't know who he was at the time. He just saw an individual who probably would have been killed um, if nobody had done anything to pull him out of that scene. And you can see how large the, the, the rally was, the protest was, and you can see the clash in the next picture, and you see uh, the white man there being, he's thrown over the shoulder, and he's being protected by these five, these five black men 
who are protecting this man. And you see the next picture, uh, the last one there, and you can see Mr. Hutchinson's eyes. I mean, he is just just driven, uh, him and his four friends, to protect this man and to save this man's life. Little did they know that he his views and his ideologies, wow, were, were completely opposed um, to those who saved his life. It is a powerful, powerful series of images because both of those men, the white man and Mr. Hutchinson, both of those men are fathers and grandfathers. And you see the behavior of both of them and you can you can go and look it up online and watch the interviews and when they interviewed mr hutchinson and his friends uh he said you know we just we just acted we saw a a man who it was going to go really bad and they had a hunch that he was on the other side and he wasn't at he wasn't attending that protest for good reasons but they saw a man who was in a fetal position being beaten and they made an instant decision to protect him and to save his life and as he's giving the interview he says you know if any of the three officers uh who were standing there watching as as george floyd was being murdered if any of those officers had have done something to move the other officer's knee off of mr floyd's neck he would still be alive today and so we wanted to do something to to save this man's life, regardless of who he was, regardless of what his views were or his ideologies. He's still a human being. What a display of of fatherhood that is uh, and what a powerful story that is and what a story that illustrates what we're going to learn in what Peter has to say. Uh, in uh, the conclusion of First Peter chapter two and First Peter chapter three, this theme that he's that he's talking about, and we started this last week, uh, is the theme of submission. Submission. It's not a a theme that's original to Peter, but uh, Paul talks about it as well all over the place in his writings in the New Testament. But Peter um, illustrates this for us over and over again in this letter uh, to these scattered believers. And it's just incredible some of the things that he's saying and how relevant these things are. uh, are. But you've got to scale the language to understand what he's saying. Uh, I was in a a conversation with someone this week and, and the individual asked me, what did you, what did you preach on, on Sunday? And uh, she knows that I'm a that I'm a pastor and I'm pastoring a church online now right now and and she said what did you preach on and so I said well I'm pre- preaching out of First Peter and so on and we talked about this whole thing from last week of submission versus retaliation and uh, she was she was asking some amazing questions she said well to what extent do we submit to to what end do we submit uh, I, I know that Jesus submitted to a particular end uh, but to what end do we submit and it was this whole thing of are we a, are we a, uh, is peter telling us and is jesus telling us by things when he says things like turn the other cheek and pray for your enemies and those who persecute you is he saying that we're supposed to be a doormat and that we're not supposed to stand up for social justice is that what we're being taught is that what christianity is or what does it really mean submission 
uh, in the context of what Peter is saying. And the best way of defining it, and you see it on the screen there, is by several phrases that Peter keeps using over and over again in chapter 2, chapter 3, even in chapter 1. Is It's uh, the language. To suffer for doing good. In other words, okay, if someone does something wrong and suffers, well, what is that to a person's credit? But when a person suffers for doing good because they're conscious of God, this is the mark of a disciple. Uh, This is the mark of the person who's living Christianly. And what Peter does is he goes into different examples of what this looks like, and they're really startling and really relevant for us today, even for fathers. So no, your spouse is not your boss or your government, but he addresses government, he addresses your employer, and he addresses your your spouse, both spouses. And so I want you to just see different things as to how he illustrates this today. Um, again, and we did this last week, but in some detail today, your government. Keep in mind, the government there that that they're living under is the Roman Empire. It's not a democracy. They have no right to vote, uh, and they're being persecuted for their faith. Nero would eventually set fire to the city of Rome in the year 64. He would blame Christians for it. He would persecute Christians for it. This man did brutal things to Christians and wanted to squash the movement entirely. And here's Peter saying, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority, (laughs) to the king as a supreme authority, to governors who are sent to punish those who do wrong or to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that you, by doing good, should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect for everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. Honor the king. I mean, it would be well and good if he said that and the king was good and the government was a democracy and we had all these rights. But he's saying it to people who are living under oppression and persecution, and he's laying down this this principle of submission why because this is exactly what jesus did and now this doesn't mean that we're not to stand up for social justice i mean read the prophets the 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 idea of do do justly love mercy uh, walk humbly with your god care for the widow and the oppressed and the and the foreigner and the and the alien and the poor and um, so there's a there's a call, a definite call in the in the scripture to fight for social justice. But here what he's saying is submission to authority shows that you are conscious of God. And when you submit to authority and even if you're doing good and you're 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 treated unjustly for it, you are being conscious of of God. And this is what he's saying. So you, you've got to be careful. In no way is Peter saying, well, just be a doormat and don't do not do anything. I mean, the protests that we're seeing, the Black Lives Matter uh, protests and various kinds of protests also against police brutality, these are, 
people have a, a, a right to do that. These things are good as long as they're peaceful, as long as they're nonviolent. They can be very, very effective. And as I mentioned last week, combined with getting into the courts and changing laws, uh, using the examples of William Wilberforce, you know, transcontinental slave trade, Martin Luther King Jr., and the civil rights movement, we see a combination of things create change. But what Peter will speak against is retaliation returning evil for evil, uh, retaliating. This is the kind of thing that he will speak against. And so he goes into this thing with government. You know, uh, um, you're probably wondering, because of the announcements that have been made this week in the province of Quebec and many other provinces uh, in Canada, that church buildings are reopening, uh, movie theaters are opening, and so that affects us, right? And I have seen uh, there are some even church groups that are quite upset, you know, about some of the restrictions that are that ha- have been impo- imposed uh, on churches. There's a there's a rule of fifty that's been made public, and you know you can only have fifty people gathering in a room, and you know who's going to be the fifty if you have more than fifty in your church, and there's no singing allowed, and there's no this allowed, and there's no that allowed. People are so upset, and they want to protest the government and take the government to court and all of this. Excuse me. Do, do you think that that's what Peter would recommend uh, that we do at this moment? No, we have access to technology. We can preach the gospel to anyone in the world at any time from all of this tech that we have that fits in the palm of our hands. Um, you're probably wondering, when are we going to start meeting? We'll see. Uh, not not next week, uh, not in the immediate, immediate future. Uh, meeting with our, our team tomorrow night, our pastor's council, to go over this and figure things out. But folks, we want to be safe. We want to be wise. Uh, we want to be good stewards. And we don't want to be dependent on, you know, a place so that we can continue as a church. Uh, we have a, a purpose to reach the one who is far from God so that together we would become passionate followers of Jesus. And if we're dependent on a physical location to do that uh, and things start crashing, if we don't, wow, you know, we've, we've got a lot to learn. Um, so we'll see how it all, all unfolds. But Peter would say, no, don't protest against the government for that. Um, you know, you want to stand for systemic racism and police brutality, uh, that's a social justice issue. The the prophets, the the they would they would be the first people who would who would call out those kinds of things and who would protest those kinds of things. So what Peter is saying is, you submit to government as a general principle because you're conscious of the fact that God has established it, and even Nero, God established. And so this is a principle for disciples of Jesus to submit to government. It is not teaching uh, be a doormat at the same time. And then he's going to get into your boss. And again, we talked about this a little last week. And now again, you got to scale the language because he's going to use language here that when you translate it into English and you're 20 centuries uh, later than when he writes... You see this word slaves, and immediately there's an image that pops into your head from our time. 
in their time, it was very different. Uh, slaves were a very common uh, uh, class of people across the Roman Empire. Uh, wasn't right, as I said last week. Uh, this was frowned upon by uh, Paul, for example. He said, if you can gain your freedom, you do so. But at the same time, this was the reality that thousands upon thousands of people lived in under the Roman Empire. And a slave was basically like an employee for life. And they lived in that household and they served their master pretty well for life unless they could repay their debt, which very few of them could. At times, they rose to to high positions in society, teachers and lawyers and the like. Um, And so they're in this situation. And what's being taught here is you submit to that boss or that master and you submit even if that boss is harsh to you and you did nothing to deserve that harshness. You're being treated unfairly by your boss or your master and even if you are, you endure that because you are conscious of God. It's like you're living on a different plane. While you could retaliate, you're living on a different plane. You're a disciple of Jesus. And because you're conscious of Jesus and the fact that he endured unjust suffering while doing good, you're going to continue to do good even if you have even if you endure unjust suffering by a harsh boss. You know, 21st century equivalent, you're in the marketplace and you've got a harsh boss. You know, maybe they moved you off a certain project or demoted you or put you in a different sector or whatever and they just treated you harshly while you were doing good for no reason Um, you endure that difficult circumstance and continue to do good and that's following the example of Christ, following in his steps. Isaiah 53, he committed no sin, no deceit was found in his mouth, and they hurled insults at him, and yet he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Remember, God will judge. He will judge your harsh boss, as it were. Um, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins. The way of retaliation is the way of sin so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed. You You were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls notice that he's saying by his wounds you were healed your lives were changed you're not going to live uh the way of retaliation you're going to live the way of submission and even if you're suffering while doing good you're still going to endure that this is what's being taught it's interesting if we look at an example from the ancient world um and this is from um uh, Pilate, Pontius Pilate's time. Sometimes we talk about this at Easter. Well, Pontius Pilate, Roman governor, right, prefect of Judea, and Pilate, it's interesting, his career, and there were uh, a couple of times where people protested publicly against things that Pontius Pilate did. Uh, one of them is where he set up a military mm, presence in the city of Jerusalem, right across or adjacent to the temple. And this military presence had these standards, these uh, uh, 
pictures of uh, Caesar and so on. And this would have been very, very offensive to the Jewish people. It's like an idol. It's like a graven image, violation of, uh, of the Ten Commandments. And they were very, very angry at this. And there was a, there was a public protest uh, that took place. And that's first century. I think the year is like A.D. 26. Uh, and there was this public march, this public protest that took place where they wanted these standards removed. And uh, it was five days. And Pilate's patience um, started to run out. And he surrounded uh, the crowd with guards uh, who persisted a- a- in their protest anyway. And, you know, there was an altercation and they drew their swords. And then what the Jews did is they challenged Pilate and Pilate's uh, uh, army there. And they, they, they held out their necks and said, go ahead, but we're not going to tolerate these, these Roman standards here uh, in our city adjacent to our temple. And it's interesting, Pilate backed off and he did not attack he, he, he backed off them at that time. But that wouldn't be the only time. About a year later, uh, there was a protest that took place, a public protest, because Pilate used temple money to, uh, to uh, build an aqueduct to transport water. Nice, seems like a nice thing to do, but he uses the temple money, uh, he, the, the, the offerings given to God he uses. And uh, that created quite a stir, and there was a there was a protest, there was a crowd, and in this particular time and instance, the the altercation ended with violence. Um, and so here you have Peter writing to a first century audience, and what he's saying is he's saying that's not the way of the disciple. Uh, the way of the disciple is you continue to do good, but if you suffer unjustly, you do not retaliate you do not do that you you're living above that you're living on a different plane you're aliens and strangers here uh in this world and uh, we love our enemies and we we forgive those who persecute us and we pray for those who persecute us it doesn't at the same time mean that we don't stand up for what is right okay so again you've got to see the balance and when you're when you're in your job unjust treated unjustly continue to do good continue to show um uh the the example of christ in that workplace and you you may well win over uh that person who has treated you harshly Uh, look at that example of patrick hutchinson saving that white man's life who who wow i don't even know if he's going to say thank you uh to him but he saved his life because he's he's operating on a different plane there, on a different level. What a tremendous example. And then Peter gets into the next one, and with this we'll we'll finish up today. And this is your spouse. And again, scale the language because this is gonna make some of you angry. It's gonna make some of the ladies angry who are who are uh, watching this, okay? But just stay with me and scale the language. Wives. In the same way, what way? The way of Jesus. Wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands. Now, Paul would write about submission as well. And if you read Paul and you interpret Paul correctly, he's not talking about you sit there and you be a doormat 
for your, you know, your abusive husband kind of thing. And he's the boss. And if you really want to be a good Christian, you just do anything that your bossy husband says, even if he abuses you kind of thing. No, that's not what's being said. Just watch closely. Be submissive to your husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word. So you got an unjust circumstance. You got a, you've got a godly wife married to an ungodly husband. It's not fair. It's not just. If any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives, your beauty should not come from outward adornment. Now, again, scale the language. He's not saying don't look beautiful. He's not saying to to women and to wives that they can't look beautiful and they can't adorn themselves. No, he's saying that ultimately your beauty should not be based on that, should not come from that, such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Again, put yourself back in their time, first century. Instead, it should be that of your inner self. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, for uh, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past used to, uh, who put their hope in God, used to make themselves beautiful. Again, it's not saying, you know, women uh, <laughs> don't wear makeup, uh, don't wear pants, and this kind of thing. A lot of church groups have totally butchered this verse. What he's saying is, ultimately, your beauty has got to come from something deeper than that. That's what he's saying. Um, the, and he says, uh, they were submissive to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him master. Oh, I can just see the, <laughs> the frustration as you're listening. Just hold on. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Lest you think, again, that this is the this is the misogynistic uh, uh, first century Peter talking. Shame on him, lest you think that. Husbands, in the same way, and here he's talking to dads as well. You'll see in a moment. In the same way, in what way? In the way of Christ. In the same way, be considerate. In some translations, this is respectful. As you live with your wives and treat them with respect. Husbands, treat your wives with respect. It's not only her who is called to respect you and submit to you. It is you who are called to respect her and submit to her. Read Paul, and he will teach how a husband submits to his wife. And you know how? By being prepared to die for his wife, even as Jesus died for his church, by providing for her needs constantly, even as Jesus provides for the church constantly. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner. Oh boy, here we go with this now. When he says weaker, he's basically talking about brute strength. And he's saying, she doesn't have the brute strength that you have. So you need to treat her with respect. Uh, she, she, you know, and you guys know this and wives know it, husbands know it. Men tend to, it's not always the case, but men tend to have more brute strength than, than women do. 
that's why we open bottles so well. That's why you hand us that jar to open, right? Because we just seem to have more brute strength, okay? And so what he's saying is you, you've got to tame that respect as the weaker partner and as the heirs with you, that's speaking of parenthood, the heirs with you of the gracious gift of of life. You've got to use that strength to protect. You've got to use that strength to respect. You've got to use that strength to be considerate because you are both heirs of the gracious gift of life so that, Mr. Husband, Mr. Father, nothing will hinder your prayers. You know, you think of the, of the, the, the Christian man uh, you know, man calls himself a Christian and he's frustrated, says, well, you know, it seems like God isn't answering my prayers. And you go into his home and see how how awful uh, he treats his wife. And you wonder, well, how come how come God's not answering my prayers? And I'm so disrespectful and so inconsiderate and, and so harsh uh, with my own my own wife. Well, it says it right here. So in no way is this a misogynistic kind of thing. On the contrary, and for, for the first century in that time, in that culture, it's actually quite revolutionary. But what is it? It is the way of submission. It is the way of Christ. You continue to do good even if you're in a difficult circumstance and you're suffering for it. Regardless, you're in a you're in a position where where uh, you've got this kind of Nero government. You're in a you're in a position where you've got this harsh boss. You're in a in a marriage and you know you're the godly one, but your spouse is the ungodly one, and so on. Regardless. You continue to do good. You do not retaliate. You know how many marriages I've seen where there's retaliation happening in the in the relationship and there's just revenge being taken back and forth. That's not the way of Christ. That's not the way of submission. That's not the way of the disciple. And how many times I've seen people and they just they're difficult circumstance at work and they just want to say forget it i want to work with you know christians all the time and i want it to be a godly atmosphere and my boss is ungodly and harsh and they just run and go run to the next thing i mean this is what we're called to do we're called to be in those places that are difficult so that we would shine the light of jesus in those things and be the example of christ in those situations so it is a it is a tough pill uh to swallow uh but at the same time when you understand the the uh the call that peter is referring to and we are called to be like Jesus uh, in this way. We're living in a different existence. We're living in a different plane. And when the, when the world uh, sees this, they're going to take notice and they're going to wonder, why are these people not pursuing the way of retaliation? Why are they doing something that seems to be totally opposite than what their instincts, what anyone's instincts would naturally do? And that's because we're disciples. That's because it's the way of Jesus. So this Father's Day, I'd just like to close and, and pray with you today. Father, again, we come to you and we are so thankful 
and and so blessed lord really we we think about our our uh, our own lives and lord while we could we could easily and naturally and instinctively sort of complain about everything god you you are so good to us and it's not it's not just the physical provisions and all of those things all of those things are temporary but god by your stripes we have been healed of sin by your wounds we have been healed we can live a different way we don't have to live the way of vengeance and returning evil for evil we don't have to live the way of retaliation anymore but we can live the way of jesus because we've been set free from sin and i pray god that some of what the early early followers of jesus uh, lived in terms of making that decision to continue to press on, to continue to do good, to continue to serve you, Lord, that we would have some of that, Lord, and, and that by your Spirit, we would we would continue to follow you, uh, Lord, even if we're in difficult circumstances, even if we're being treated unjustly for doing good, may we continue to do good lord i pray for those who who are watching listening and they're they're trying to figure it out and just just seeking after you and just wondering and just asking questions lord would you continue to shine brightly into their lives that they would see a god who is real and who is so different than anything that we we conceive or or imagine uh and and lord we we just praise you and uh, and we worship you and we thank you even this father's day in this year of 2020 we pray in jesus name amen amen well god bless you today and thank you so much for joining in with us we will be on a zoom call in 15 minutes okay right away nice and quick and i uh, just love to visit with you and see your faces uh, every week so please please join in with us and if you're a little little nervous about zoom give it a try uh, and uh, you'll see we have a really good time together until we meet again god bless you and remember keep those questions coming i'll be right back in front of the camera tomorrow answering your questions so until we meet again god bless you friends